Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. The question is, does he want to, Shot make the move? This is the Rich Eisen Show. Jaguars have just fired him. OMG. Urban Meyer's tumultuous NFL tenure has ended after just 13 games. Oh my gosh. The Rich Eisen Show, live from the Rich Eisen Show studio in Los Angeles. Earlier on the show, NFL Network insider Ian Rappaport. Coming up, co-host of Peacock's Brother from Another, Michael Smith. NFL Network analyst Willie McGinnis. From Peacock's McGruber, actor Will Forte. And now, it's Rich Eisen. Hour number two of the Rich Eisen Show is on the air. Uh, You might imagine, uh, the first hour, a lot about Urban Meyer. uh, One of the most successful college coaches of all time being fired after just 13 games, only two of them wins with his entire tenure rife with questionable, bizarre, wild, uh, wildly spectacular moments of failure. Um, That took up a lot of our first hour. And um, judging by the phone calls, y'all still want to talk about it. So we're here for that. The we being myself here on NBC Sports on Peacock, NBC Sports, Sirius XM, uh, Channel 85, NBC Sports Audio. We're live on this Rich Eisen Show terrestrial radio affiliate smart enough to have us. We appreciate you uh, listening to us or all your program directors having us. Uh, those listening to us on Odyssey, we say hello to those who might be listening to us later on our podcast. Please hit the subscribe button. Be part of our RSS feed, as the kids say, maybe, or they don't say that, or the techies say it. <laughs> um, uh, wherever this podcast can be acquired on the Cumulus Podcast Network and uh, our YouTube page. My gosh. Uh, boy, do we love all of you folks who check us out on our YouTube page, youtube.com slash Rich Eisen Show. Yes, even those who are trolling on <laughs> responses. I saw the way you just looked at, at me, TJ, when I said that we love all of you out there. A couple of them. Well, we appreciate those who subscribe. Most of them. Hey, look, man, uh, we, we appreciate uh, everybody taking in this show uh, one way or another. Um, Michael Smith, a brother from another, will be joining us in the middle of this hour. Willie McGinnis, hour number three, and then... Hey. Uh, Will Forte, who's bringing McGruber back to life um, on Peacock. He'll be joining us in hour number three. He's a diehard Raider fan. Love it. So he's like a he, – he, I've never seen anybody who is as funny as Will and is, uh, you know, an SNL guy like Will uh, wax rhapsodic about Phil Villapiano, quite like, uh, <laughs> like uh, Will Forte. But he's a, die, he's a diehard black hole Raider guy. So. Um. <sighs> I want to talk about tonight's game, man, because this it's is huge. I know this is on the opposite end of the spectrum. You know, the Chargers and the Chiefs are going to play a fun football game. I'm genuinely concerned about the Chiefs coming in because it appears Chris Jones is not playing tonight. He's on the COVID-19 list and his return from injury is exactly when the Chiefs defense began to solidify and play lights out. He is a guy who could stop the run on the way to the pass and stop the pass while he's trying to stop the run because he bats the ball down. He is all that plus the biscuit, man, right in the middle of that defensive line. He creates so many problems. And Austin Eckler, it looks like he's going to be the old game-time decision tonight. He's expected to play this evening. And if... And if, now and back. Huh? Keenan Allen Keenan back. Allen's back. I, I'm, I'm just telling you, the Chargers are playing very well. They already won an arrowhead. They got, they got the Chiefs when you want to get them in the first month of the season. That's when they got them. And this offense has been more off-center and kilter than on. Right? It's been a long time since Kelsey's had one of his buck-50 dominating games. Yep. 
Um, you know, obviously, me saying this with them almost putting 50 up last week is uh, maybe you could say it's untimely, but uh, I, I, I've told you this winning streak the Chiefs are on is based on how well their defense has been playing. And their defense has carried the day when the offense has been up and down as opposed to over and out, to use the that's life phraseology. You know what I'm saying? Chris Jones being out is concerning me this that's evening. A, that's a big move. I'm also thinking, I mean, I'm kind of flip-flopping on a pick here, but are they really going to sweep the Chiefs? Are the Chiefs going to get swept by a division opponent? Seems unlikely. Well, you could say, how did the Chiefs do against the Chargers at home last year? In the Chargers' house last year? Mm-hmm. That was the game where Herbert didn't know he was starting. It was his first career start. That was that game. That was Chiefs at Chargers Went last well. year when Terod Taylor had the uh, uh, you know, misplaced needle put in his side. And Herbert, hey, Justin, you're going. And the Herbert era was off to a roaring start, albeit his coach Anthony Lynn said it was still Terod Taylor's job. He said Herbert wasn't ready. That one looks like my honest take in retrospect. So I don't think you can really, and there were no fans there. You know, there'll be a lot of Chiefs fans in the building tonight just because it's uh, the visitors have had a lot of people in SoFi Stadium with the Chargers who are home. I like the Chargers tonight. I'll yeah. be honest with you. That Chris Jones injury genuinely concerns, or not, or, or absence genuinely concerns me because I saw the way this defense looked without him earlier this year. He's that important and that good. The other thing, to too, team. is going to be a lot of red at SoFi tonight. I know that. It's going to be loud, heavy cheese. I'm talking crowd. myself into taking the Chargers. I know. You and could I, see I, me saying that. Yeah, right and I'm kind of with you as well, especially I like the plus three, but I, I can't see Kansas City with the role they've been on, even without Chris Jones, getting swept. Here's an interesting nugget, Christopher. There are, entering week 15, Zero clinched playoff berths. It's only the third time in the Super Bowl era that the league has entered a 15th week of a season and there is not a single playoff berth clinched. Wow. Last time it happened was 2014, 93 the year before that. Jeez. And of the the two AFC teams that can clinch a playoff berth in this week, neither team that plays tonight is one of them. It's New England and Tennessee. Tennessee uh, has a very clear path to the basket. They've got a route for the Colts to lose. they got a route for the Patriots. Hey, <laughs> Tennessee fans, pull up a chair. Root for the Patriots Saturday night on NFL yeah. Network because uh, a Colts loss combined with Tennessee's win at Pittsburgh, they clinched the AFC South. You're printing, printing playoff tickets there in Nashville. Now, the Patriots' playoff berth, possibilities to be clinched uh, with a win. Let's just say that that sets the Patriot win sets up that Tennessee clinching. All the Tennessee has to do is win one game and they're in New England. It's like the partridge in the pear tree, man. It's There's a lot it, going on. Yeah. I mean, we've yeah. got it up on the screen here. It really looks like the, the copy on the screen looks like a Dr. Seuss paragraph right here. <laughs> you know, none of it rhymes, but uh, it, you know, one scenario, I'll just give it to you. They've got to win and then hope for a loss from the Dolphins, Browns, Ravens, Bengals, and Chiefs. And then there's so many other scenarios like that. One includes a Cincinnati-Denver tie, everybody. <laughs> so it's likely Den- New England's not going to thread that needle to this week, but that's your AFC playoff clinching scenarios with a big AFC West game tonight. Man, if the Chargers win tonight, they're in first place, right? Yep. Because they have the same record as the Chiefs, and they've got and the tie break in the back pocket. Time tie break, yeah. And Brandon Staley is the only first year head coach to have his team in a playoff position right now, entering week 15. Everybody else, not so much. And so, you know, one of them is no longer employed, and Urban Meyer being out. So, six teams sniffing it in the AFC within one game of the seventh seed, six of them. That's how close the AFC is. Look at that. Got up on the screen. Six teams sniffing it within one game of the Bills sitting there in the seventh seed at seven and six. And um, Kansas City 
entering tonight is one of four teams whose remaining opponents all have records above 500. Ooh. So the Chiefs have a rough go of it. Schedule-wise, the other ones are Vegas, Cincy, and Pittsburgh. Yep. Pittsburgh's got the Chiefs after this week's game at Tennessee against Tennessee. My gosh. So that's your setup. 844-204-RICH is the number to dial here on the Rich Eisen Show. Let's take some phone calls. Uh, we'll do what's more likely later. How does that sound, Christopher? Sounds good. All right, let's do that. We'll do that after at the end of this hour because it's always it. fun. We'll do Love that. Uh, who has been uh, uh, Dylan in Georgia? You're here on the Rich Eisen Show. What's up, Dylan? Hey, Rich. How are you? How are you, sir? What's going on? What's on your not mind? too bad. I called in a couple weeks ago, and I just want to say congratulations to your Wolverines for Thank making you, the playoffs. Appreciate that. Thank you, sir. It's great. We got to go win it all now uh, for the Big Ten at least. But the the thing that I wanted to ask you about Urban is to touch on what Ian Rappaport said is who really wants to hire the guy, Rich, regardless if it's back in college or if he tries to go back to his days of working with Fox or whatever it may be. The issue is that if you put in the Zach Smith situation that he had at Ohio State, you add in the fact that in Jacksonville, he didn't get on the team plane. The incident happens, and it's not his wife, which we all know about the video. He's threatening his assistant, only to mention as well, Rich, that it's in the preseason, and now the Josh Lambeau incident happens. And it's like, when does the circus ever stop? And it just seems like, even from a Buckeye fan, I, I love when he was a coach. I do not respect him as a man. And I feel like there's just no company out there at this point that's going to want to take a risk not knowing what they're going to get out of this. So uh, I just want you and everybody else's opinion on, honestly, where they think he could go from here. I, think, I appreciate you taking my call. Dylan, I wouldn't be surprised to see him back on TV in three weeks. Uh, I mean, look, how, how, in terms of spectacular failures um, this year, Dylan, since you're sitting there in Georgia, where does the University of Florida rate? you where's that right uh, it's up there geez, right i, I, I mean in terms of in terms of uh big flops on the football stage for yeah, for, for 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 a program or team that's used to success where would where would the university of florida rank for you this year are you saying currently or when urban took over no currently? i'm talking about right now this last football season where would university of florida rate for you would be a top five uh, I, top five in both levels of football what would you think? Uh, nowhere close. Okay. What no, we... I, Rich, I think they're probably about three years away from being as successful as okay. they used to be. I'm and just talking about right here, right time. now. Thank you for the call, Dylan. I appreciate it. I'll ask you, Christopher. I don't mean to hang up on Dylan because he didn't give me the answer I was looking for. But... <laughs> Where is the University of Florida ranked this year? And I'm not saying that they can't be good again. I'm not saying that. Of course, I'm saying, please. They've got all the the tools and uh, of making it an attractive spot and winning football games there, of course. I mean, Florida was a major disappointment this year. Terrible, major. They did, fired their coach how that quick, they had just hired. And did you not see Dan Mullen on ESPN within a week, breaking down film, talking about what needs to be done? Oh, Immediate. okay, right, right away. Yeah, right away. I don't know. You don't think Fox? If they were if they were doing any of these college football games or national championship games, they wouldn't want to hire him back. Brady Quinn was on the on the radio this week saying that uh, that that a lot of what's going on right now in Jacksonville, the media's fault, media fault. Because I I don't know if anybody did. I mean, I, I did read Tom Pelissero's piece, but did he kick Josh Lambeau? <laughs> you know what I mean? So there's a lot of love for him uh, up on Pico Boulevard, I'd imagine. Mike, I don't know. Big Fox, Little Fox, some Fox. It just depends uh, on what he wants to do. Them. I can't imagine Urban Meyer is going to want this to be the last chapter for him. That him giving the dead fish handshake to Mike Vrabel to fall to 2-11 and 11, um, and then have um, the Josh Lambeau said, Coach kicked me piece be, and getting fired uh, is going to be his last step. Why wouldn't any any big time program? Because he, like he'll go, games. he'll go on he'll go on he'll go on television if he wants to do it. I don't know. Yeah, he'll go on television. He'll totally, honestly. I mean, you've seen guys come back on television after oh, yeah. after they've they've flopped at a at a certain level. He'll go back on television, and if he wants to, college will knock on his door. 
Collins will absolutely knock on his door after a year or, or two of him sitting on television talking about it. You know? You don't think some program's going to want to just say, let's let's see if Urban wants to do this again and then just give him the keys to the store? Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, I, I think absolutely that's going no to happen. Doubt. But he, it's up to – will he want to? Yeah, no doubt. Because the manner of, of him running a program the way that he did, certainly we've gotten a glimpse – of the way he would potentially set the stage with players and coaches um, in the NIL world and the transfer portal world, maybe he doesn't want a piece of that. Where a kid can actually say to him, uh, yeah, I'll put a smile on my face when I'm in the transfer portal. Peace. Deuces, coach. Out. Thanks for having me in your quarterback room for a year. I'm not going to go elsewhere. You can't stop me. See ya. Or, yeah, coach. Uh, I'll put a smile on my face with that six-figure NIL check I just put in a bank, thanks to you and your program. You want me to do what? Uh, I'm sorry, I can't. I can't hear you over that cash register coming from uh, Buddy Garrity's uh, Chevrolet down the street. <laughs> Does he want a part of that? I don't know. Take a break. Michael Smith of Brother from Another joining us here on The Rich Eisen Show. I'm sure he's got two cents on this subject and so much more. And more of your calls here on this busy Thursday. Let's talk sleep number, people, because quality sleep is so essential. That's why the sleep number smart bed is dissolved for your ever-evolving sleep needs. And the same thing for your partner. So you can choose what's right for each of you whenever you like. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Quiets your snores or your partner's? Sleep Number does that. My Sleep Number setting is 60. My wife's is 70. Ten numbers apart, but it truly is the world of difference. The Sleep Number sleep that you get is unbelievable. You will love it. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now you could save 50%. That's 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Let's talk game time. Boy, do we love using game time tickets at the Rich Eisen Show. And every single time I've been watching the basketball playoffs on TV, I've been wondering what it would be like to be at these games. And when you choose your tickets on game time, you can see the view from your seat where the court is, where you are in relation to it. And then the all-in prices, that's my favorite feature. The all-in prices make sure that you see the lowest price guarantee and also know exactly how much everything costs all in before you purchase so all the guesswork is removed when you buy playoff tickets with game time download the game time app create an account and use my code rich for $20 off your first purchase terms apply visit gametime.co for restrictions again create an account redeem my code r-i-c-h for $20 off your first purchase download game time today last minute tickets lowest price guaranteed this is the Rich Eisen Show. You already know the answer. <laughs> I want some chiffon margarine. <laughs> you already know the I'm answer. Brother for another follows this show every single day here on NBC Sports on Peacock. And joining us here uh, prior to that show with his co-host, Michael Holly is Michael Smith back here. How are you, Michael? Man, I'm great. How y'all doing? I am so, doing Michael. well. Uh, all right, I'll, I'll uh, let you in on, I'm sure, what you're going to be talking about later on. Uh, if the Urban Meyer hiring is a cautionary tale, what is it and for whom, Michael Smith? First of all, let me just tell you how happy I am about this story. Oh, <laughs> Come on, I am, Michael. I'm so happy that Urban Meyer has been fired. I woke up so happy this morning until I fired up Madden 22 franchise mode. Just to fire Urban Meyer again. <laughs> wow. <laughs> just, to, just for good measure. Okay? Just because just just, I'm so happy that this has reached this, which should have been an inev- inevitable conclusion. You asked if it's a cautionary tale for whom. I think it's a cautionary tale for, for business um, across the board, for anybody looking for a CEO, because – what I don't like is, and this happens every time a college coach fails, as if 
NFL coordinators don't fail. As if we haven't seen some college coaches come into the NFL and make it. A lot of them come from college. Maybe they gain some NFL experience along the way before becoming a head coach. Others failed at the NFL level for a variety of reasons. Urban Meyer failed for one reason and one reason only, and that was because he lacked character. This was, this was not about coaching acumen. This wasn't about X's and O's or schemes. This was about an arrogant so-and-so thinking that he could talk down to people, even his assistant coaches. Because most people, when they think about college coaches, they're like, oh, these players, these are grown men. So are your freaking assistants that you hired. So calling them losers or having the nerve to kick another grown man, he's lucky he didn't get his ass kicked by Josh Rambo. Like, to, who does that at any level? Like, this, doesn't, this, shouldn't, this shouldn't fly in college. And it goes to show you that somebody can be successful and not be a good person. Like, this is one of the most successful coaches in college football history. And if he was doing this throughout his tenure at Bowling Green or Utah or Florida or Ohio State, if this is how he conducted himself, then those programs somehow managed to succeed more in spite of Urban Meyer than because of Urban Meyer. That's what I think Shaq Khan underestimated, and frankly, it's what I underestimated. I thought he had enough good sense to humble himself and do exactly what, he, what, what coaches ask their players to do, which is to adjust. Coaching is about adjusting with you first and foremost. And the fact that he refused to adjust his approach at the NFL level, despite not receiving the results, is, is, is mind-boggling. If you look at the timeline, and a lot of people have, have, have laid it out, of all the stories we've covered with, covered with Urban Meyer, most of them have to do with somebody just being a jerk or being arrogant or his ego, not, not to mention that the team wasn't getting any better. So I don't know that it's a general cautionary tale about staying away from college coaches. I think it's a cautionary tale about making sure you understand the kind of person you're putting in charge of your organization, whether that's in the NFL or anywhere. I, 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 I hear you, Michael Smith. And in terms of, you know, um, I, I, I'm shocked by it um, because, you know, I'll repeat what I said the last hour um, here again. We at NFL Network, um, you know, we've we've had coaches on with us. David Shaw has been a first night uh, um, main set mainstay for us from mm-hmm. from Stanford, and then in the second um, night we went through a period of time where we would have another coach, college coach, come on. Twenty sixteen was Urban Meyer in Chicago. And that guy who showed up on that set knew everything about every kid that was on that stage, okay? And he was able to, uh, he was engaged, he was locked in, he was knowledgeable about everybody there. I can't believe that guy didn't know when he was asked this week about one of his players and Andre Sisco, him <laughs> saying, I don't have the numbers in front of me, but he's playing a little bit more and he had zero defensive snaps. Right. I, I, I honestly, I, I can't, compute maybe he's just different he's old you know older or the losses just you know that that's to to me like you want to talk about the character issues that's one thing there's also incompetence that i saw that i couldn't fathom i just couldn't fathom that how about incompetence coupled with indifference because maybe it was a maybe it was a money grab all along and maybe he's something of a front runner he's won everywhere he's been uh, and everybody talks about how hard he takes losses. Maybe it's one of those where he just wasn't in in a, in a mood to really rebuild. Maybe it was harder than he thought it was going to be. And once he got in and realized, wait a minute, this is actually going to take work, maybe he checked out. I'm with you. How do you go 187 and 32 with three national championships and not be good? Like, I don't even blame Shaq Khan for all of the personality flaws, which many people knew. And all the missteps that, he, that, that Urban Meyer had when it came to issues of character, none, nonetheless, the dude was one of the most successful coaches in college football history. That's not a bad gamble to make that he can't transition into the NFL. Sometimes it's not that you read the person wrong. Sometimes the person is just not who they have been. You're, you're absolutely right. Maybe he's a different guy than the one who had been successful at all those different stops. Because it wasn't just that, it's, you know, it, it's the James Robinson situation, it's whether or not Trevor Lawrence can execute a quarterback sneak or not. 
It's, of course, staying behind. Who stays behind after a loss? Like, coach, even college coaches don't do that. I don't know. Maybe, know? He, maybe he did it where he was. Because the bottom line is this, Michael Smith. Um, when you look at, at, at NFL head coaching jobs, okay, to get a five-year contract, mm-hmm. okay, in a state where there is no state income tax and an owner who is not known – as meddlesome by any stretch of the imagination, right? right? Who has shown patience with Doug Marone and Gus Bradley before you, okay? And you're handed one of the most generationally talented quarterbacks as your your first selection, with another first-round selection to boot, okay? Mm -hmm. That is truly one of the most plum NFL jobs that I've seen given to anybody in my 18 years with NFL Network and covering this day in and day out. It was and for this job to, in the offseason. And for this to be the result is uh, still something that it's going to take more than just this show, this day, this week for me to fathom. Can't believe it. Can't it, it believe it. It seemed intentional. What do you mean by that? What do you mean by that? I just mean self-sabotage. Like, I mean, you, you, okay, if you do something as egregious as stay behind and, and hang out and get caught on video with a woman that's not your wife in Ohio while your team travels home after a loss. Winless on and, the year, right. I'm sorry? Winless on the year still, yeah. Right. And live to tell about it. And the owner says, you got to regain our trust. Most committed people would go out of their way to change, to, to have some kind of self-awareness and to say, Hey, you know what? I gotta, I gotta straighten up and fly right because I'm already on probation. Instead, it's almost as if he tried to one up himself and dig himself a deeper hole. He just didn't want to be. He just seemed like he didn't want to be there. Not only was he disconnected, he was disinterested in being there, and along the way, just kept doing things. I mean, we have, we can't. I'm sure if we broke down film or or, you know, got into some of the strategic decisions, there are missteps there as well. But his high-profile missteps strictly come from a place of hubris. And and that's why I don't – and I'm glad you mentioned somebody like a David Shaw. I just hope that this doesn't become a a conversation about college coaches because there are a lot of good men coaching college football who, who have the ability to coach at the next level. Some of them came from the NFL to college. I just don't want this to be some kind of black mark on college football or college football coaches who are excellent teachers. This is strictly an Urban Meyer character issue. This is about him. And again, whoever he was at Ohio State and and Florida, if he was doing stuff like kicking people or kicking kickers and calling them names and calling assistants losers and berating people that way, that's not leadership on any level in any arena. Michael Smith here on the Rich Eisen Show. And by the way, I'll talk about David Shaw anytime. If I'm an owner, I'll, that's that's who I call up. I call him and say, "Here's a blank check, David. You come." I told him. You know that. what I'm saying? I've told him that. I've also told him that my my sons are are now currently ages 13 and 10. They might not play football, but can he at least consider offering them right now? Yeah. You know, or at least put a word. 20 in 20 20 32. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like I, I, honestly, I. I, I think the world, and p- by the way, part of the reason why David Shaw would work at the next level is he's worked at this level before, and Correct. he's been around winning organizations, and he knows what winners look like and sound like, and and he's got character coming out of every pore of his body. So I always put the table but for you. Him. You know, Rich, and again, in any walk of life, you know, he who knows not and knows that he knows not, there's wisdom there. Okay, and most coaches, most successful people. Most successful leaders surround themselves with smart people and let them do their jobs. And if you don't know something, you don't pretend like you're the smartest person in the room. Mm. And I just can't understand for the life of me how his ego could have been so out of control that even in the face of diminishing returns, he wouldn't adjust and adapt and say, hey, you know what? My way doesn't work here. If he wanted this thing to work, he would have adjusted. But it goes back to what we've been saying. There was something that just he – didn't, he didn't want it. He didn't, after a while, he just didn't want it because early – he had enough time to get it together mm. for an owner who – if this story in the Tampa Times doesn't come out, Urban Meyer is still a coach today. Maybe so. Michael Smith, brother from another here on the Rich Eisen Show. How about Coach Prime? How about Coach Prime? How about your boy? How about it, right? 
He changed. How the, about your boy? How about that? What do you? What's your two cents on that clip, subject? Are you talking about him? When was? When were you talking about him? Was it, Yesterday, was it when he won the swag or? Coach oh, of the year. oh yeah, no! I I talk about him all the time. I love him. There was one in particular I saw. Uh, well, it was just it was yesterday, it and it was also a few a few weeks ago too, when uh, when he was beginning to start uh, showing some success at, at uh, Jackson State and telling everybody that Florida State made a mistake. You know, they made a mistake, and that he is he is the type of coach that can succeed in today in today's day and age of of college football and. And yesterday just proves that he's 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 he wants to do it where he is, not not like just win enough games to go somewhere else. Like he's he's for real. Like that's this is for real. And anybody who doesn't realize it, you're just overlooking him again, just because he's flashy or whatever. He's serious. Guy should be taken seriously. I hope no question. I mean, I, and I hope I hope this is for the long haul. And the only reason I say hope is not that that may not be his intention, but. Somebody in, his, in their right mind in one of these Power Five schools is going to realize that he's not just the show that the guy can coach and he can lead and build a program. And somebody yeah. will make him an offer, and I hope for the sake of Jackson State, I hope for the sake of of, of you know this resurgence of HBCUs, if I may. Um, mm. I hope that he, that this is. I hope that he can be a modern day Eddie Robinson of sorts. I mean, you you know you're you know you're an NFL historian. You know what. That, that the National Football League as we know it does not exist without the contributions of historically black colleges and universities. They used to be pipelines um, that, that, were, that were feeder schools for some of the greatest players in NFL history. The, you know, the Pittsburgh Steelers dynasty was built on HBCUs. Jerry Rice. You know, mm-hmm. let, exactly. Some of the greatest players to ever play the game have come from HBCUs. We've gotten to a point in the last couple of years where, again, right in your wheelhouse, the NFL draft has devalued, you know, uh, HBCU players, despite people like uh, uh, Darius Leonard, for, for instance. Um, and so, you know, I believe that this is the, just the beginning. I, I don't know that necessarily people are going to flock to HBCUs, you know, overnight, even in this era of name, image, and likeness. But I don't think Hunter was, was, was an isolated incident or an aberration or an anomaly, whatever you want to call it. I think it was the beginning of something, not just at Jackson State, but beyond. I mean, Jackson State set FCS, FCS attendance records last year. You know, his son won the Jerry Rice Award, as you know. So there's a, he's building a power down in Jackson, Mississippi. Meanwhile, oh, by the way, love seeing Hugh Jackson reemerge at Grambling. That was big. Mm-hmm. It's a great time for HBCUs. You got Eddie George at, at where at Tennessee State. That's right. Um, it's a great time for HBCUs during this, uh, I guess, this larger zeitgeist that we're in in, in American society. I just love also uh, uh, Dion proving. I just love it, but he proving that again. The, the general sense, and Chris and I and uh, TJ and I were talking about it yesterday here on the show that uh, the g- general sense that the NIL and transfer portals were just going to be the uh, the destruction of college football in many ways because the rich were going to get richer. The power five, the blue bloods were going to get bluer, right? Because of all this green. And here's Dion down in Jackson, Mississippi saying, uh, okay, um, we'll just take Travis Hunter. And not just from anybody, but from the school that didn't hire him, even though he's from that school, it's just a chef's kiss, man, all around. Well, chef's let me, kiss. Let me, let me add to that. I agree with everything you're saying, but I'll, I'll, I'll make a slight tweak to it if, I, if I may. Please, please, go for it. Just like Travis Hunter, you know, just had to choose Jackson State. Yeah. Or for that matter, in college basketball, you know, uh, Maker chose Howard University. Like for Deion Sanders, now whether, who knows what other options were available, maybe there weren't enough to your point about people underestimating him as a coach. Deion Sanders. It brought his Hall of Fame brand to Jackson State. So the name, image, and likeness thing, and I, and I saw Dion scoffed at the idea of a million-and-a-half-dollar deal uh, earlier this morning, which I appreciated because, and as Jimbo Fisher said, now it's just out in the open. But let's not kid ourselves. The money has always been there for kids, and that's been part of recruiting whether people wanted to acknowledge it or not. That's been the underbelly of college sports. Now it's just legal, as, uh, as Lane Kiffin mentioned. But Dion, and I know you're not suggesting this, but I just want to make this clear. 
Deion Sanders, I don't believe, just got Travis Hunter because name, image, and likeness money was attached. Deion Sanders beat them at their own game. Oh, yes. Because that name, image, and likeness money, it might not have been as lucrative. If, assuming that he's getting some or a large amount anyway, maybe it's more lucrative or maybe it was a great brand play for Travis Hunter to be a pioneer and, and to buck the system and to go to an HBCU. And that worked well for him versus if he goes to Florida State, he's not a story for two days on national, national radio and television. But nonetheless, Deion Sanders was able to bring him there because he's Deion Sanders and because he's building something special. And that's what scares the establishment. That's what scares them is that he's building something sustainable and something that attracts them because this young man, for him to go to an FCS and HBCU is, is, more, is more about the, the nurturing nature and the coaching available to him there and the environment there yes. and, and the competition there than it is about a name, image, and likeness deal. Of and course. That, and that's the scary part for the rest of, uh, rest of college football. Especially because he can make NIL money there too. You know what I'm exactly. saying? Because he, yeah. he can make. I mean, uh, Dion's son, Shador, just signed a deal with Tom Brady's, uh, an NIL deal with Tom How about Brady. That? How about that? Just today. That happened today. And I think his son is one of the top NIL earners uh, all year. And and that's important. I mean, let's be honest. Uh, if, you're making be. A, if you're making a choice. But you also have to factor in, like I said yesterday, and I've seen this firsthand. He, when Dion would be on the field at the Combine for defensive back drills, he was a godfather. The, the people flocked to him, and kids, is, kids who were not born when he played so football, people who were not he born when he so relevant. Rich. Right, correct. The, the other yeah. day we were talking about. I don't know if you saw. He brought in Jackson State alum Brittany Renner, who's like famous <laughs> on social media, right? <laughs> yes, I did see, but because you got to teach these guys how you know how to check out for the sliding DMs, man, or not do it. You know, like but dude, that's, that was awesome though. Like, look at the way the players responded to that. Like, even though most of these players probably aren't old enough to have seen Deion Sanders play. He has a Jordan kind of relevance. You know, like most kids nowadays know who Michael Jordan is, and, and some of it just because of his shoes, but they knew who Michael Jordan is and they know what a big deal he was, even though they never saw him play. Deion right. Sanders, now he's not that old, but most of the, he still has the pulse of the players, what I'm, the modern player. Oh, yeah. He still gets it. You know, even though they didn't have DMs back in his day, there's, there's nothing new under the sun when it comes to him. I'm sure. You know I mean? he, he gets it. I'm sure. So I just think he's pushed so many buttons from a, a, a off-the-field standpoint, not to mention 11-1 and one on the field this year and winning the swag. I mean, he, he seems to can do no wrong down there, but you're right. The, the, the money being available for the most part across the board mm-hmm. levels the playing field more than people thought, but Deion Sanders still beat them playing by the same rules. I just don't want I just don't like that people it seems like there's a lot of people telling on themselves you know the last couple of days like oh he must have done something to you know out, out of bounds or be uh, above and beyond to get this kid to go to an HBCU. Maybe this kid just wanted to go to an HBCU and play for Deion Sanders. What's so unbelievable about that? Uh, it shouldn't be. Honestly, uh, I I'll just tell one last time. I can't I can't wait to tell everybody this story. The thing that I'm most shocked I'll tell you again. The thing I'm most shocked about of Dion being a good coach is when we would watch games <laughs> together at NFL Network on a Sunday and somebody did a boneheaded play, he would scream at the screen, cut him. And then he would cut him, he would cut the kid, he would cut that player before he got back to the sideline. And nobody, I, I never thought to myself, well, that's coach of the year, year material right there. <laughs> that's coach of the year material right there. You know? Both of us are rooting for him to stay and build something sure. long-lasting and special at Jackson State. Well, Just I to bring yes, this full circle a little bit. Yeah. Hypothetically speaking, do you think Dion would be a good NFL coach? Head coach? I wouldn't put anything past him. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Of course. Absolutely. Do you think he knows how to deal with the media? Do you think he knows what the pitfalls are? Do you think he knows how to talk to grown men? Do you yeah. think he knows what makes them tick? Yeah. Do you think how – I mean, of course, and the whole concept that you got to pay your dues. Well, he's doing that now. Yep. You know, I mean, not anymore. I mean, you could sit there and say that, you know, um, uh, what taking the job that he took was a due-paying thing, but he's basically making sure everybody is, you know, sowing what he's reaping. And that's, uh, that is, that is building, but it, you know, but, so. Yeah, and that's exactly right. Like, I t- you know him better than I do. Reaping what like, he's sowing. Yeah, you know. You know him better than I do, but dude's paying from the standpoint of, like, it just doesn't seem like Jackson State is a stepping stone for him. 
Well, I don't know. You know, I I, I can't sit here and, and say what, what's in his future or what's in his mind other no, than the fact that he future, wants... but his motivation. He wants to dominate there, that I know. That's what he wants to do, is show that he can do it, you know, where, wherever he's at. And I think, you know, knowing him, he's truly one of the most loyal guys I've ever been around, and that he takes that very seriously. Like, if you pay him the respect and loyalty, he will give it right back to you in kind, friendship and, and professional, that the 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 brass at Jackson State saying come here, I think that means a lot to him. I think it but means a ton to him. This is what I'm asking you as somebody who knows him. Like I, I threw out the hypothetical about him being a pro coach, and that, that's you know okay, he climbs a ladder. You know he maybe maybe a power five school makes him an offer he can't refuse. Right. You know, three to five years or whatever, and then on to the pros and blah blah blah. That's way down the road. But conversely, I'm just talking about his motivation. He seems like somebody who's perfectly content, as you mentioned, sewing back into the culture, giving back and, and, and molding young men uh, in an environment that, you know, he was one of, a couple of years ago, he was one of, I think it was last year, he was one of the most outspoken people saying, how have we gotten to a point where the NFL doesn't draft one single player out of HBCU? So it feels like, even though he could be a pro coach, it feels like maybe college is his calling. Is that, is that going to Well, I think it's just it's teaching and teaching kids. I think he really digs it. I think he really likes it. And a perfect example, again, about how seriously he takes it. I feel like, you know, maybe members of this listening and viewing audience are kind of like the, the captive audience here in the studio with TJ and Brockman, who's kind of like my wife, Susie. He's heard all my stories. Um, I'll tell this one to you if you haven't heard it. But the night that Dion got into the Hall of Fame, that's the clip I saw, but tell it again anyway. It's a great sure. story. Yeah. yeah, the night that Dion got in the Hall of Fame, he was, you know, we were holding the ceremony live on NFL Network, the announcement ceremony. I was hosting it. And uh, he was, he brought his youth football team to the Super Bowl that year. And uh, the time in which the announcement took place was during practice. And he said to the NFL Network, I'm not coming. And we're like, Dion, like this is the Hall of Fame, this is the Super Bowl, this is on NFL Network. You're a colleague, you're you you work for NFL Network. What do you mean you're not coming? He's like, I'm not gonna do it because I can't, you know, I can't leave practice and um and uh, and tell these kids that my individual achievement is more important than their uh, practice. Mm-hmm. And so I think the the um. The compromise was NFL Network sent a car there, and he left it waiting until practice was over. And he showed up uh, to the ceremony in uh, with his whistle around his neck, <laughs> and pissed too. By the way, he was not he was happy. Not happy. He, was, he was. You not were there. Happy. He was, I, not, he was happy. not happy. And it's like the, normally the most yeah. exciting moment in somebody's life. Not happy about it. That's fact. That happened. So that should give you a window into what what he's. What ticks? So. And meanwhile, he's doing Affleck commercials. Yeah, with Nick Saban. Hey, he's man, not, that's great. He is not taking a backseat to anybody. That's Dion. He's high stepping. Thanks for the call. Love our chats always, Michael Smith. Have a great Thank show you, with man. Michael Holly later on. Take care. Appreciate y'all. All right, there's Michael Smith. All right, Mike. All right, we'll take a break. Come back. Eight four four two zero four. Rich number to dial. We've got lots going on here on the Rich Eisen Show. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Afford Anything talks about how to avoid common pitfalls, how to refine your mental models, and how to think about how to think. Paula, while certainly you can mess up on a million dollars a year, it is far less likely than it is on $30,000 a year. Right. I would meet wonderful people that were struggling with a budget that was super tight. It was 100%. You need to make more money. Make smarter choices and build a better life. Afford Anything, wherever you listen. This is the Rich Eisen Show. Eight four four rich is the number to dial here on the uh, on the Rich Eisen Show. Um, let's take more phone calls, right? I mean, we've got a ton of them today. Willie McGinnis coming up the top of the next hour. And um, also, um, we've got uh, Will Forte coming up. And then also, um, spent last night at the uh, 
Los Angeles premiere of Kurt and Brenda Warner's new movie, uh, American Underdog, saw the film last night. I'll give you my, uh, my honest-to-goodness review of that film later on. Roger Ebert. Um, I think I'm more Siskel. Okay. I think I'm more Siskel. It's a hair thing? I think it's a hair thing. Okay. I think it might be just a, you know. I, was, I, I, always, I always like Gene's approach more than Roger's. <laughs> okay. Fair. Do you believe they used to have a television show where two guys would review movies sitting in? And, it was and amazing. It was, it was amazing. It was great. It was so good. It was, we were, my family and I, we were locked in on that. Loved it. Because we didn't have the internet back then. You couldn't really get a wide variety of opinions on movies. Yeah. It was those two. Then Robert Townsend sneaking in the movies. Yeah, well, that was a whole... That we gave that movie game. the finger. Yeah. <laughs> Dirty Larry. <laughs> we, gave that serious, we gave that movie a serious high five. That's right. You got to see Hollywood Shuffle, Chris. Oh, my God. That was so fun having Robert Townsend on last month, right? I mean, to be able to tell him... That was amazing. ...about that movie. Right, well, I feel like we I should come over one weekend and, and, and watch Hollywood Shuffle with you. Sneaking in the movies. <laughs> so funny. <laughs> Oh, my gosh. Uh, Amadeus meets Solarius. Okay, let's go to um, who's been waiting the longest right here. Uh, Gary in Michigan. What's up, Gary? Rich. How are you, Gary? Take a minute and express my deep appreciation for your consummate professionalism. Thank you. And the, Gle- and the Gleason threesome sitting there supporting you, giving you all the information and feeding it to you. But The Gleason threesome is not a – that's good. I, I like it. it. I don't know what that means, but I'm going to take no, it as a compliment. Gleason means you're happy, and the three of you oh, guys, Gle- there's three of Gleason. them. Gleason. Okay, I yes. think it's a Gleason. Like better Jackie than gruesome Gleason. threesome. Well, I, we, we, we resemble yeah. that remark, too. I'm sorry, Gary. I didn't mean <laughs> to, to, to steal your floor. Go for it. The floor is yours. No, 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 no. I, I Listen, this is the first time I've ever done this, so I, I'm playing. Hey, hey first time hey. caller. First time caller to any show, any program. Program? Ever. Burr, 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 burr. Mike, take your finger off the button. Yeah. I don't want this man's first experience to be totally cut short because you think he's done. All right. Thank you very go. much. All right. I love it. All right. Listen, yes. I, I, I want to take a different approach with this, Urban Meyer, and I, I really appreciate your professionalism. In the first hour, you were just on it. You did it. You covered it. It was done. Then you had Michael on, you did a little bit, but then you talked about the show, the man, and the guy who also played offense and defense for the Dallas Cowboys. How's that, big man? Huh? Deion Sanders. People don't, yeah. people don't know that story. But I'm concerned about Urban Meyer. I wish everybody would stop piling on. Yeah, he made mistakes. But remember, he came from injury in the brain – from the, from college, I mean, he was he was injured. He was tired. He was whipped. Then he came to the NFL, took the money, and you know what? The guy now is injured. If you watch him, his arms are always clutched around his chest. No. The man is trying to hold himself together. I hope. I hope <laughs> if made- that's the case, then and we're up against the end of the hour. Thank you for the call. Uh, call back again. Thanks for calling. Um, I, 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 if he is, in fact, you know, physically or uh, in any way, shape, or form hindered or hurt or sick or whatever, I hope he is okay. And then, then, uh, then he should definitely get out of the NFL because this is, this is a, an, a business that can make it worse. And he knows that. He knows that. And in terms of Dion, Dion also once I'd never heard this phrase before. He was a five-down player. So he referred to him as a five-down player. I'm like, what are you talking about? Three on defense, one on special teams, and then one on offense. Yeah. That's what he would do. Five downs. Yeah, I've heard him say He's that. a five-down player. What if he tells a kid, hey, you should decommit. You should come here. I'll make you a five-down player. What Does does that kid say no? No. Does that kid say no? He immediately that says That kid says yes. no, and then look at the NIL deals that we can give, and if you don't like it, there's a transfer portal. I'm not going to ever hold you back. I just want to make you better, and I want you to go to the pros because I know how to get you there. Like cousin Greg, he says, "Of course." Well, I mean, I don't think Dion. Is, how, <laughs> my cousin Greg. What's a, Dion, my cousin what's a, Greg? What's a soul? What good is a soul to have anyway? Like, Boo, oh, souls. Oh, got it. <laughs> Hopefully, he won't say that. Dion just has honestly. that way about him, Rich. I told you guys back in the '90s, late '90s in Pittsburgh, when I worked at Foot Locker, and I'm just no one in the store. I'm just looking out the street, and here comes Dion. Walking down the street, and I was just like, "What is that?" It was like I, I would here's a legend. The, here's the thing, the too, and I would bet. Again, I haven't spoken to him about this, 
But I would just gather his pitch or his recruiting pitch, whatever you want to put it, absolutely also includes looking at the kid in the eye and saying, you're going to work. There will be a very high level of demand placed upon you. Oh, yeah. And this is a two-way street, okay? Like, I'm going to give all my heart and soul and passion and knowledge and opportunity to you. My opportunities are yours, but you have to take advantage of it and not waste it. Better bust it out there. I, 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 I definitely believe there is a moment in his pitch about accountability and reminding the player that it's expected of him. And the fact that I got to say it just, again, proves that people think it's just, they're just all flash, let's come here, have fun, you make money, and then, you know, you go pro, and then, you know, and then that'll be it. I'm just going to appeal to your sense of, of, uh, of uh, you know, the tangible. That's it. Your, your, your sense of wealth and success. That's it. Because I'm wealthy and successful, and that's how we're going to connect. No, 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 no. You're, over, you're overlooking it. It's definitely no question about a commitment to the school and school work and the team. That is definitely, I, I, I would proffer to say that's part of it. And then he's also saying, you want, you want to do this? You want to do that? I know how to do it. I mean, we'll see if we can do it. I can't guarantee or what happened. I mean, but anybody who's like, you know, you're talented to play both offense and defense. You want to do that here? We'll, we'll, we'll take a look at it. I could kind of know what that player looks like. <laughs> so excited to see how this plays out. Right. Uh, what happens when Jackson State opens with Alabama in a couple of years, right? Or something like that. <laughs> Somebody's going to schedule them, and he's, it's going to be just everybody pulling up a chair. And they're oh, going to pull up that be, upset. Oh, Shake up the great. world. Wouldn't that be great? <laughs> Willie McGinnis coming up. Will Forte after him.